Okay, what about movies? You must have a favorite movie. Yes, I do. Great, what is it? Beethoven. Beethoven. The one with the dog? There's a scene where this little dog is running around with a huge couch in his mouth. Oh, man, it's classic. I shot my Dr. Pepper right out of my nose. I swear. Gilmore Girls Movie Night Podcast. I'm Philip. I'm Courtney. We are here to talk about Beethoven. Courtney, what's going on with you? Not much. We still have a new puppy. She's still a puppy. She bites a lot. I'm working on it. She does. We might have made some progress tonight, though, because I bought her some bully sticks off of a Facebook group recommendation, and she seems to very much like them. Yeah. To the point where she kind of ignores everyone around her so you can like pet her and sit near her and she won't bite you as long as she has her, her bully that's stick true. there. So that's really nice. Um, Definitely. The scandal's still going on. Oh, it's the scandal. Yes. I love that you had to be reminded of it because I literally think about it almost all the time. Oh, you mentioned it to me at least once a day. Easily. Oh, well, yeah. I the, forgot. The latest news. I'm sorry. I'm going to I'm gonna break that fourth wall and say we are recording this on Wednesday. We have four walls in this room. Nope. One, two. We have like six walls in this room. We're good. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it's Wednesday night, so it's Vanderpump night. So by the time this airs, there might be new information. But as of right now, it's not airs. By the time this drops, there might be new information. Dude, what year do you live in? I Come on, this is 2023. Do you just automatically say drops? Oh, like yeah. that's what comes 100%, to your, yeah. That is not what comes to mind. <laughs> But I'm talking about something like that. Anyway, the latest news is that Sandoval just did an interview with Howie Mandel, of all people, which is super weird. And Howie Mandel knows nothing about Vanderpump Rules or Bravo or anything. Did you just watch Bobby's World? I don't think so. Was that the show? Wait, that? was that the one? That was the cartoon one? Yeah, the little kid. Yeah, And I he would speak like at the beginning of it or something. You would see I Howie Mandel. That, but yeah. I used to think that Howie Mandel looked a lot like my uncle. My uncle Tommy. Oh, yeah. He looks like, like my dad. So apparently my dad looks like Harry Mandel. But now Harry Mandel's completely bald, so he looks different. Yeah. Anyway, I haven't listened to it because I don't really want to hear Tom Sandoval's voice because I'm still really mad at him. I've listened to at least one podcast about it, about this interview, and I'm sure that a couple others will drop in the <laughs> next day Good or two. Job. But Jackie, who listens to this podcast, sent me the link to the podcast, so I might listen to it the interview but i don't know i'm really mad at him and i've heard that he like kind of gaslights ariana through the podcast and i just i can't i can't i'm so mad at him so it's still going on ariana's gonna be on um dates good stars though i'm really excited that's not supposed to be announced yet okay ariana's gonna be on dates why, 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 why does vanderpump rules why do those people suck so much at keeping things hidden they announce all the Dancing with the Stars at one time. Okay, listen. Here. I don't know anybody else who's on Dancing with the Stars. How do I know that Ariana's going to be in it? She is. Here's the thing. Bravo fans like to get information. Bravo fans need to chill out. Hold because on. I don't want to know who's on Dancing with the Stars yet. Bravo stars make a lot of money off of this information dropping in between and during seasons. They need to chill out. Lala freaking paid off her house with her Send It to Daryl merch. 
because of like one video she did about Raquel sending yeah. her something. And I'm sorry, Vanderpump people, but we don't want any of you on Dancing with the Stars. We so want, get the, no. back the f off. No, of Dancing with the Stars. we want Ariana. We want Ariana on Dancing with the Stars so badly. So bad. Listen, the last Bravo star that I've gotten to watch on Dancing with the Stars was Teresa, and she lasted what, <laughs> two weeks. Yeah. She was horrible. I only want them on Dancing with the Stars if both Tom and Ariana are on. No, I can't do it. That's what I need. I don't want Tom to do anything. Tom's going to go live with his loser cover band and his awful mustache and just like go off and die. Like, I, I don't want to see him anymore. I'm sure he's going to be on the show more, but I, I don't want to see him. I'm very mad at him. In the preview for tonight's episode, someone slowed down the video and it definitely looks like he slaps Raquel's ass in front of Ariana. And the rumor is that they had a one night stand that week. Because Tom Schwartz was a total unhinged disaster on Watch What Happens Live last week and talked about their one night stand. You watched it. I did watch it. You know. Those are actually somewhat enjoyable. Not that one. That was like uncomfortable. I enjoyed it. It was uncomfortable because you know he's saying stuff he shouldn't say. And also Andy Cohen is really mad about the Howard Mandel. Oh, is he? Yeah, apparently there's like no such thing as gag orders with these people that are on the shows. So like they just talk about everything. Yeah. Occasionally they'll be like, you know, you'll see it on the reunion. But otherwise they're just they're just sharing it all. And Andy is not a fan. So that's, that's, it. that's what you got from that's, men. That's what's going on with the scandal. Also, I still read books, even though the scandal is going on. And I'm currently reading a man called a man called Ove, a man called Uve, I've heard it pronounced multiple ways. Ove, Ove. yes, and it's good. It's not like anything I would normally read, but I like this author. It's Frederick Backman. This is the third book of his that I've read, and they're kind of dry. But once you get like halfway to a quarter of the way through it, or three quarters of the way through it, it's really good. You just have to get there, and I'm about halfway now. So awesome. I'm hoping it'll start getting really good. That sounds good. Yeah. Excellent. Nothing's going on with me. I, well, we have been watching shows, different shows that we've been watching I want to discuss. Okay. We watched the three episodes of Schmigadoon that have been out. That is an awesome show if you've not seen it. If you love musicals. Yes. It's so good. Yes. The first season was 40s and 50s musicals. Yeah. So so Brigadoon, which is Schmigadoon, Oklahoma, those type of musicals. Then this season is called Chicago, and it's 60s and 70s. So we've had Godspell, Hair, Chicago, Sweeney Todd, Cabaret, Pippin. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And those. I just love Aaron's mate. Yes. And it is really good. It's really good. Yeah, especially because I think the first season, I loved the first season. Yeah. Um, But I think some of it was also during COVID when it was really, so it was harder to get. Like Uh, Jane Krasowski is barely in the first season. Yeah. Because I think a lot of it had to do with COVID protocols. Oh, really? I, I feel like. I might have completely made that up. But she's in a lot more of this season. It's very good. Ted Lasso this season, yeah. also very good. Ted Lasso is also really good. Ted Lasso is always good. Yeah. If you have not seen Shrinking, which is also on Apple TV, oh. that is. I'm really, really sad that really that good. season is over because I've really enjoyed watching that over. Well, there will be a season two. Well, there has to be because it ended on quite a. Yes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> before season one ended, they said that there would be a season two. Ted, there has not been a bad episode of Ted Lasso, though, in all the seasons of it. It's it's, it's hard. So I 
need to watch the beard episode when he goes out on the town. I mm-hmm. that was not my favorite episode. I rewatched all of it. I think it was sometime last year. I am not. I was homesick and I rewatched because there's not that many episodes. If you were homesick, you should go home. I wasn't homesick. I was home sick. Oh, okay. It was the day after I went to the hospital to find out that I had acid reflux, which was really disappointing. There you go. <laughs> we paid a lot of money to find out that I had acid reflux. <laughs> so yeah, so oh. we've been watching those. So that has been fun. Other, then, oh, School Spirits. We've also been watching, been watching School Spirits. That was and we've good. been watching season two of Bel Air. Yeah, are we behind on that? Yeah, we missed last week's episode, okay, so we have two episodes to watch. How do we have time to do this? I don't know, because we also have... We have kids. We have jobs. <laughs> we, we also have those shows that we're watching while listening to the podcast. So, yeah. like, One Tree Hill, we watch I'm every so, week. I'm so bad uh, about... Because I have a couple of rewatch podcasts, but I don't watch them with you. Like, I listen to the Glee Rewatch podcast, yeah. The Hills, and Laguna, Laguna Beach, <laughs> Laguna, for those in the know. And I'm so bad about it. Like I'll it'll I'll open my podcast app and like I'll realize that all three of them have new episodes and I didn't watch the episodes mm-hmm. of TV, so I have to watch them really quickly. Yeah. So we have the pod Boy Meets World. Yeah. Um One Tree Hill I mentioned. What else? Scrubs, which is on a hiatus, a small hiatus. Yeah. Off the office, which had a new episode today. Oh, did it? Yeah. I don't know. So I listened to that one. Yeah. So that's well, wait, literally I was gonna say You know how they say that people hate listen to things or like hate watch things? Yeah. I didn't think that was a thing until I just realized that I do it with the Hills Rewatch podcast. I like legitimately hate them because all they do on that podcast is talk crap about Lauren Conrad the whole time. And she on the podcast? Yes. And she was like the star of the show. So it's like really strange because you're thinking people who actually watch this show probably like her because Mm -hmm. she was like the main character, but you've got four people just bashing on her as like this was all made up and she can hire and fire people so if she doesn't like somebody they're off the show and i think she was making this part of and like i just i mean terrible and she can't respond it's awful interesting it's and so i just sit there and listen I'm like i hate heidi montag i hate her so much is spencer on the show no the i think he's probably gonna guest star at some point but uh-huh. not right now but i like talking but so here's the thing there was a first season of it that had Audrina, Frankie, and um, Brody Jenner. And it was good. I enjoyed listening to it. And then for the second season, they brought Heidi Montag in. And she just talks the whole time. Uh, so bringing her in had yes. the... And I, I was thinking, I was sitting there because I... With Bravo, you can go on social media and find out immediately how other people are feeling about something. But with podcasts, I don't really have that luxury. So I was like, maybe I'll go look at the reviews of this podcast and see what other people think. A lot of people are feel exactly the same way I do. They're like, I don't want to listen to people just bashing on the star of the show for an hour. So anyway, I now understand hate listening because even though I do hate them, I can't help but listen to the podcast because yeah. I, I want to hear them talk bad about her. We listen to all these podcasts uh, about then a rewatch and I've always wondered I wonder they don't tell us if they dislike somebody you have yeah. no idea and they don't talk about them but they don't talk trash on them no and Laguna Beach's podcast with Kristen and Steven they don't really talk about anybody you're gonna have to believe me on they don't really talk bad about anybody they even brought Lauren on because like Lauren and Kristen had this like 
legendary rivalry they brought her on they like had a conversation it was very friendly you can tell like they don't really like the producers but like they don't really say anything bad about their other castmates this is the only podcast i listen to where they just like openly say bad things about other people except if you listen to like reality stars podcasts they'll occasionally say bad things about their co-stars but that's more like they want the ratings if they're fighting in podcasts people are going to watch the show this show's been off the air forever well, that's not true. They just did like a, a revival of it last year, but I didn't watch it of the Hills. But the original Hills that they are rewatching mm-hmm. has been off the air forever. Because I'm the same age as Lauren Conrad, and it was started when she was like 19. Wow, it was a really long time. And they're still holding all these grudges. Like, calm down, calm down, Heidi. You've got kids <laughs> now. Like, at some cool. point, you gotta let it go. Right. Yeah. I don't think I hate anyone as much as Heidi and Lauren hate each other. But also, I say that about Heidi. I'm like, let go of the grudge. Like, calm down. Stop being so mean to her. But in my head, I'm thinking, but Lauren has every right to hate you as much as she wants to. <laughs> so clearly, I'm very biased because I've always, I've always been Team Elsie. Who's Elsie? Oh, Lauren. Lauren. I was like, I, I, you in, haven't mentioned the name Elsie. In Laguna Beach, she was called Elsie. I'm assuming it's because there were other Laurens. Okay. But on the hill, she was called Lauren. Or. Well, then that's us. So, <laughs> How long did we just talk about, pod- about podcasts? Well, 14 minutes. That's not bad. I mean, it'll be a little bit less because I'll edit some of it out. That's not bad. No. We could have done worse. I could have talked about Scandal for a way longer time. Well, we should do a Scandal episode. And I... Jackie wants to be on one. We should do one and she can, like, zoom in. And we'll and talk be to on Jackie. a Scandal episode? Yes. Just do just the Scandal? I will have nothing to share. It'll, I don't even have to be in that podcast. No, you do. We need an outsider's input. Okay. That sounds fun. Jackie, we're going to make it happen. It's happening. <laughs> Wait. It's- hashtag, it's all happening. Okay. Well, we're here to talk about <laughs> Beethoven. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yes. So, let's go ahead and get going. This is <laughs> Philip leading you on the trip. Oh, is it like about podcast after dark again? <laughs> podcast after dark. We're not wearing any clothes. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fun. I mean, I very rarely wear bras, but I am wearing shorts. <laughs> okay, it starts with a group of puppies are stolen from a pet store by two thieves. I'm going to say it more and Stanley more. Stanley Tucci and Oliver Platt. Oliver Platt. Yeah, which I kept trying to figure out how I know Stanley Tucci, because I know his name and I know his face. Yes, and you asked me, what did I say? A bunch of things. Devil Wears Prada, Hunger Games, Julie and Julia, all movies I've that seen, you were like, yeah, no. I've seen, a, well, I know Hunger I, Games. I showed so. you Devil Wears Prada, you've seen the Hunger I've Games. I've seen Devil Wears Prada one time, one time too many, if you ask me. Oh, that's a good I've, one. Okay. Um, and he's I've, really good in that one. Yeah. His character's really good. Yeah. But anyways, the, they're the themes. St. Bernard Puppy escapes and sneaks into the Newton's family home with George Newton, who played who's played by what's his face? We're <laughs> <laughs> so prepared. What's his name? We talked about his name. Uh, his name is Charles Grodin. Charles Grodin. Yes. yes, Charles Grodin. Who does not want a dog? And who was in Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. Which I want to talk about George for a little bit. He's, okay. he's my buddy. George or Charles? We're talking about the character? George. Okay. The character. George, this 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 dog just appears at their house. <laughs> and, and the whole family all of a sudden wants to keep him. And George is seen as the bad guy because he's like, no, we're not keeping this random dog that just showed up 
We know nothing about who, if he belongs to anybody, where he's from. Okay, but we have to buy a bunch of junk let's set the scene in order now. to get him. Let's set the scene. It's not like they found the dog on like their front lawn. He showed, no, he showed up. In, he showed up in a kid's the bed. The first time they all saw the dog was in their youngest child's bed, and they were all like, "Thanks, Dad." Yeah, <laughs> he like, gave him this puppy. And as soon as he told them that he didn't give them that puppy, his, the like, mom was like. I mean, you can't give a kid a puppy and then take it away from her. Like, he didn't give her a puppy. He, he's, in, at this point in the movie, he's not the bad guy. No, he's not. But anyways, he doesn't want the dog. Well, I mean, to be fair, I, I love St. Bernard's. I think they're so pretty. I Now that we have a puppy, though, I don't know if I could do a St. Bernard. Because they get yeah. so big and they're so slobbery. Yeah. And they have so much hair, too. Like, that's what I kind of like about Muffin is she's not like the golden retrievers that I grew up in. Yeah. She, like, has less hair. Yeah, but his wife, Alice... Who is played by Bonnie Hunt? Yes, really wants to know. Like her a lot. So do I. And their children, Rice, spelled R Y C E. Dumb. Dumb name. She's also that that actress was also in the Nanny. That's where mm-hmm. I know her from. Ted, who was in Step by Step. Mark. I kept Mark. calling him Mark. The Mark Foster, right? Movie. Yeah, Mark Foster. Yeah. Um, which What's is Mark... the actor's name though? I have no idea. I just called Christopher Castile. Oh, okay, that sounds right. That's the pic- the picture that shows up as him as a little kid, so I don't think he continued acting. Hmm. And the picture on IMDb of him is him, like, kneeling next to Beethoven. Hmm. And so I thought he must have not continued on after Step by Step or whatever he did that. But and yeah, then, the whole time we were watching it, I was like, there's Mark. Yeah, Mark. Mark. And I don't remember who the who Rice, the actress, played and what the character's name was in The Nanny. I don't know. I didn't watch The Nanny that much. She was the I daughter, did. though. Yeah, she was the daughter. And Emily. I have no idea anything else she's done. She's I think very she, familiar, though. I, I think feel like she, she did a lot of, like, things around that age. I think she time. only acted as a kid. Mm-hmm. I think. I, I I looked her up. And I think, like, post-93, 94, she wasn't in anything. So they give they convince him. They give him the name Beethoven when because Emily plays a portion of Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, which is how it was going to lead off this... <laughs> yes, this podcast... With a parody of that, but I decided, you know what? I'm not going to do that Wait, to Beethoven. That? I'm not going to oh, do no, that to Beethoven. That it's that. It's um, not Furley's. That's not. Furley's is Beethoven. Is Beethoven? But it's not what she was, was playing. Oh, she was playing. Okay, I couldn't remember what she was playing. No, she was playing the fifth, his fifth, fifth his symphony. Um, oh, I do want to say, at the very beginning of the movie, I love the song that is played. Okay. Just that happy-go-lucky song, like at the very beginning. Oh, yeah. And and I, w- I was very excited when that came it's on. It's very nineties. Yeah, but I remembered it. The, like like bouncy. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I, I mean, I can't. I can't it is sing very, it right now. Yeah, but, but it is very like it just feels very nineties, like quintessential nineties. Yeah. Yeah, and the dog barks along to Beethoven, so that's yeah. his name. He grows into a big adult and helps the children overcome their problems. He just goes in and out the house as he pleases. I know, like just, all over and, town. And. And like when people the kids, know him, they're like, hey, yeah. they and when the kids see him, they're not like, you should be at home. Yeah. What are you doing just wandering so around? Nice. They say thanks. And, they, and he goes about his business. That dog in today's world would be a therapy dog. They would be taking that dog to hospitals and stuff. Yeah. For sure. I saw a therapy only dog when the other he's, day. Only when he's not acting. I saw a therapy dog the other day at work. It was nice. I love therapy dogs. They don't come to our area. Well, when I taught research, but. Maybe when I taught first grade. We did a night where a therapy dogs would come, and, and the kids could read therapy dogs. Adele's got the library dog named Booger. That's a good name. I know. Apparently, her library has a therapy dog that comes, and his name's Booger. I think she likes Booger better than Muppet. <laughs> Probably. 
We make progress tonight. She's getting true. there. So he helps Rice talk to her crush by basically playing with a stick yeah. and, and just dragging him to talk to and Rice. He's like, hey, that's a cool dog. Yeah, you, you thought that was hilarious. Because his voice cracked. And I thought, don't show me this like super cool middle school kid whose voice is cracking. It shows you that even super cool middle school kids have their voice crack. Okay. So okay. that's not the one you have to crush on, though. Everybody's voice cracks. Yeah. You just don't understand. I All understand. Right. I just don't have sympathy for <laughs> voice and voices. Uh, scares off the bullies for Ted. Yeah, but he doesn't. He's so nice because he the doesn't Ted, even Ted. let Ted know. <laughs> he just stands behind him while Ted thinks he's the one scaring them off. And then he runs away before Ted notices him. It's the sweetest thing. It is. And saves Emily's life when she falls into a babysitter's <laughs> swimming pool. That was absurd. They were across town in a different house. <laughs> yes. Beethoven was in his cage. And she was in a pool in someone else's house and on the knew. other side of town. He and knew. he just knew that she but, was drowning and ran across town to go save her. But then as a kid, that made sense to me. I was like, I know. Good That's job, what I was thinking, watching it. I, I don't like, remember. Why thinking, did I not think this was weird? I remember not think. I don't remember thinking that was weird at all. Well, because we were also raised on Homeward Bound, where the dogs like traveled across the country to find their owners, mm-hmm. and they like got exactly to their new home. Exactly. One time, my our dog Sam was out. Uh, he was he was in the backyard, and we we're coming home from church, and he, we found we saw him as we were driving on the corner. He'd gotten out, mm-hmm. and. We caught when we and Renee and I both said that it was churchward bound, and it was the funniest thing. <laughs> we laughed about it. My parents probably laughed about it once, and then were annoyed that we kept laughing about it. Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, Muffin can't see a ball that's right in front of her face. Muffin's supposed to be smart. I know. Sometimes she's very smart, and sometimes she's yeah. really dumb. Yeah. Sometimes I think she might be deaf, or maybe nose blind. Yeah. Because sometimes I put treats in front of her and she can't find them. And I keep thinking, even if your eyes aren't working right, you're a dog. You're supposed to be able to smell. So George, who's jealous of the affection Beethoven receives, feels neglected as his family fawns over him. His antics were in a barbecue he's hosting for Brad and Bree, played by... David Patricia... Duchovny. What? David Duchovny. Yeah, I was going to say her name first. Though. Uh-huh. Patricia Heaton and David Duchovny. So, Yeah. They're, they were super obnoxious. They were super obnoxious. They like did that '90s thing that corporate people did and like spoke Italian randomly. Ciao. Yeah, they were annoying. And they kept calling George Giorgio. I don't remember that. Yeah, the whole time we were at the barbecue, they kept saying Giorgio, come sign this. <laughs> the Newtons take Beethoven to a veterinarian, Doctor Herman Barnick, yeah. who is um, played by Dean Jones. Which brings us to the fiftieth. Most popular segment in podcast history, history, history. Okay, we have two sleeping children and one sleeping dog. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> five degrees, five degrees or less of Gene Kelly. Dean Jones, who's probably most well-known for the Save by the Bell episode where <laughs> they go to Hawaii. He plays Kelly's grandfather. Wow. It's, it, was, it was a movie. It was, it was kind of, I, th- I believe it, it aired in a movie at the time. That's what he's most known for. But he's also known for That Darn Cat and other Disney movies of the 60s and 70s. With animals. With animals. That are, was he the Shaggy Dog? No, that was Frederick Murray. was the Shaggy Dog. I don't know. But he was in a bunch of Disney. He was known as a good guy in Disney movies. So this is kind of a, an interesting departure for him. 
Dean Jones is in Monkeys Go Home. <laughs> Monkeys Go Home with Jules Munchen. Jules Munchen is on Take Me Out to the Ball Game and on the town with Gene Kelly. All right. So there we go. There we go. That has been the 50th most popular segment in podcast history. Awesome. I don't think you think so. I mean, I'm pretty impressed that you've done this for every movie. <laughs> I told you I would. <laughs> so the Newtons take Beethoven to Herman Varnick for a medical exam and immunizations. They are unaware that he is involved in unethical and deadly animal experimentation. Also, I have to say... It took a very long time for them to take that dog to get vaccinations. That's okay. Yeah, because he, he was an adult. Yeah. So he didn't get vaccinations as a puppy. Nope. I mean, we've already had two appointments where Muffins had a vaccination. She was born this January. Yeah. So he speaks to George and tells him about the supposed mental instability on St. Bernard's thing and potentially dangerous to humans and advises him to watch Beethoven closely for any sign of viciousness, which is the craziest thing. Crazy. Well, because if and you I, know anything about dogs, you should know that St. Bernard's are like helper dogs. Uh-huh. They're the ones with like the barrels around their necks that like go save people in yeah. the snow. I don't know why anyone would think that dog probably has a history of aggression. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. But and I mean, also, if, probably... And if this, was, if this was today, you just Google go and Google it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was a lot easier for villains. To get away with things. They could lie, and we, yeah. we wouldn't know. When in reality, he requires large-skilled dogs, such as St. Bernard, for an, an ammunition test. So Dr. Varnick ends up visiting the Newton home under the guise of doing a follow-up exam on Beethoven, which should be a red flag right there. Oh, yeah. I mean, that shows up the vet's not going to show up like, your house. Um, this is weird. Get out of my house. Yeah, he puts fake blood on his arm and hits Beethoven until he leaps on him, which Emily is the only she one sees that her. sees it. He pretends to be in agony. Well, Beethoven, warning. though, like, that dog had to have a lot of instigation to jump on that man. Mm-hmm. Nothing would have jumped on him the second he walked in. That's true. But that dog was like, I, I'm not supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. Stop making me do this. Yeah. He pretends to be an agony warning George and Be- that Beethoven may be turning aggressive and must be euthanized, or he will have no choice but to press charges. Except instead of euthanized, he regularly Des- says destroyed. De- destroyed. Yeah, like a vet's not going to say the dog's been destroyed. No, that should that have been was, another. That's another red flag. That was another thing too. He did George. I mean, you're getting to this, but George did eventually take Beethoven to the vet to be euthanized, and I, all I could think was like. I understand, like, I, that's something that people did a long time ago. I don't think people really do that now, is when a dog gets aggressive that they put them down. But even if you're going to do it for that reason, they would still let the family, like, say goodbye and stuff. Mm-hmm. They would probably still have him be in the room yeah. while it was happening. Yeah. So that I thought was weird, too. Mm-hmm. But again, George probably isn't a dog person, so he probably that's doesn't true. know what's normal. But they should have questioned why the vet was at his house. Now, they're, like, very, very much gave in to, like, this is normal. <laughs> oh, the vet said I should put my dog to sleep because he bit him. Yeah. Like, the, you guys are dumb. Y'all are dumb. Actually, dumb. George is dumb because the rest of them were trying to fight it. Yeah. The rest of the family was like 100%. This is dumb. And Emily called him a dog killer. Yeah. Emily protested the attack was fake, but saying that, you know, he hit him. He did. But George, fearing for his family's safety, takes him to Dr. Varnick's office. Which is fair. It is on the way there that George discovers his own affections for him. He remembers his father had to take their dog to the vet to be euthanized, and he never forgave him for it. Wow, I have no memory of that happening. Neither do I. Did that really happen? Or I was that I randomly don't remember. in the synopsis? I really don't remember them saying, talking about him remembering that. 
or seeing like he a flashback did. or anything. I really don't. There know. wasn't a flashback. I feel like he might have said that. Maybe when Maybe he was, when talking, he was talking, talking to his wife later. Yeah. Maybe I Probably. don't remember hearing that though. He fears that his own family will hate him now for taking Beethoven to be euthanized. When he returns home with the empty leash and collar, his family leaves the dinner table rather than arrange with him. Actually, no. When he returns home. Emily looks at him and, and says, dog. dog killer! Yeah. That's the first thing that happens when he walks in the house. Which is fair, Emily. Yeah. After recognizing the children's sadness and having a conversation with Alice, the Newtons go to v- Vernick's office. Not all the Newtons. Wait, is it all the Newtons at that point? They go to the office? Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, all go. But he lies and claims that Beethoven has already been euthanized. George notices that Vernick has no bite marks on his arm and touches him. With the bite, and also they charged George to board Beethoven for the night because they couldn't euthanize him that same day. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's not even a good lie. Yeah, and I remember as a kid saying that he didn't see that the scratches weren't on him, and I I think by the by the point we get into that part of the movie, by that point, I've completely forgotten that he apparently had been mauled by Beethoven. So Mm -hmm. I remember thinking, "What's he looking for on his arm?" (laughs) I think that it was, was this one. As a 39-year-old, I recognized that. I was like, oh, okay. That was also dumb, though, because, like, if you're trying to perpetuate this lie and you're still at work and, like, your coworkers are going to know that you're going to be putting this dog down or whatever, mm-hmm. why don't you just keep a bandage on? Yeah. Then you don't have to, like, fake it. Just cover it up with a bandage. Yeah. So he has no bite marks on his arm, and George punches him. The Newtons follow him to his warehouse. Beethoven breaks free, but is recaptured by Dr. Varnick's two associates, Harvey and Vernon. They had names. <laughs> While Alice calls the police, George crashes through the skylight, just as Varnick prepares to shoot Beethoven. And as Ted drives the car. Yeah. It all happens at the yes. same time. He this falls is an the skylight, insane movie. She's on the phone, and Ted starts driving the car. And she's, like, a good ways away from them on a payphone. While they're in the car, and she turns around, and she goes, "Ted, no! There is no way you cannot convince me that she could see which one of her children was driving the car from that distance. Mm-hmm. It would make more sense for the oldest kid to be doing it." Yeah, you would expect that. But it was Ted, and she knew it was Ted from very far away. So Varnick compares to Beethoven before he can. A captive Jack Russell Terrier bites him in the crotch, which is hilarious as a young boy watching this. That dog's name is Spark. Spark, sorry. Causing him to fire a shot in the air. After hearing the gunshot, Ted drives the car oh, through the door funny. and runs it into a cart, launching numerous syringes into Dr. Varnick and sedating him. That was nuts. I feel like... that would He'd be dead. No, I feel like at the very end, both him and his two cronies would be dead. Were dead. Absolutely. But they, had, they couldn't have them die in this quote-unquote family movie. No. So that's why they had to have that scene at he the end. He had large, like, long yeah. needle syringes... Directly where his heart is. The, mm-hmm. One of those would have pierced his heart and he would have been done. Yeah. It would have been a slow, painful death, but it would have definitely been a death. As the Newtons reunite and Beethoven, with Beethoven and free all the captive dogs, they notice Harvey and Which, Vernon. What? <laughs> they like get rid of the bad guys and then they're like, come on, let's let these 25,000 dogs out of their cages. What? They, they, they were too excited. That's they got so too excited sad. about it. I feel like as soon as the bad guys are out of the way, then you're like, okay, let's call the authorities and get them to get these dogs in the shelter and people can adopt them and we could have a pet adoption event or something. But no, they just open them all. Yeah. 
And the dogs just run. Yep. That doesn't bother me. As the Newton train out of Beethoven, they free the dogs. They notice Harvey, the dogs notice Harvey and Vernon trying to escape. Oh, never mind. They notice Harvey and Vernon trying to escape and send the dogs after them. They do. They escape into a junkyard only to be ta- attacked by a pack of Dobermans guarding it, which I would assume that they die. You'd think, but then they haul them off to jail. Because they can't have people dying in this family movie. I guess so. Maybe Dobermans wouldn't, like, eat them alive. They could severely injure them. I don't know if I would even say they ate them alive. Just I feel like they still could have killed them. You can kill them without eating them alive. It's funny, the last movie we watched, someone did get eaten alive by dogs. That's true. Varnick, Harvey, and Vernon are arrested for animal abuse. The Newtons are praised as heroes by the news, and George takes a new liking to Beethoven. Rice gets a phone call from Mark? No? What's his name? I think it was Mark. Was it Mark? Yeah. Okay. From Mark. The Newtons then go to sleep saying goodnight to Beethoven and all of the dogs they have rescued who are all sleeping in their bedroom. Which is absurd. Yeah. Which is absurd. You cannot have all of those dogs in your house and give all of them a good life. Find other people to adopt these dogs. Maybe they maybe that is their plan, but until I hope then so. until then they're going to hold on to them. I don't think they're gonna keep those dogs for But the rest we don't of- even let one dog free in our house at night. They had like fifteen. <laughs> That's true. That's absurd. And why are none of their children scared of dogs? Why are we stuck with the kid that's scared of dogs? I don't know. All right. So that was Beethoven. That's Beethoven. Like 20 minutes or so of talking about Beethoven really quickly. So I have some alternate choices, alternative choices. Words are hard today <laughs> for, for the two, the two, Alice and George. George had the most. I want you to say yes or no to if you could see them play okay. that role. I think the first choice was perfect, would have been Steve Martin. Yeah, I can see that. Which I think the role was written for him. Yeah. John Candy. No. I can't see him being like an angry, disgruntled dad. Danny DeVito. No, I can't see him being nice. (laughs) Poor Danny DeVito. (laughs) Bill Murray. He would have been awesome. Yeah, I I could see him doing it. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, I could see him. Jeff Goldblum. No. All right. He's not goofy enough for a movie like that, I think. Rick Moranis. Yeah, I can see that. Robin Williams. Yeah, I can see that. All right. Ed O'Neill. I don't know who Ed O'Neill is. Al Bundy. Oh. Uh, I could see it. I just don't think it would be as funny. Okay. Tim Allen. Yeah. John Ritter. Yeah. I love John Ritter. Okay. There are only a few for the for Alice. Jane Fonda. No. Okay. She's not, like, warm enough. Yeah. Glenn Close. No. That would be right before she was in 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, that would be weird. Which had dogs. Sally Field? Yeah, I can see her doing it. Meryl Streep? Meryl Streep can kind of do anything, but I also feel like she wouldn't be able to pull this off. The reason they all declined. Fonda declined immediately because she had retired after a series of box office flops, and she was just done with acting. Close, Field, and Streep wanted too much money for them. Hmm. Goldie Hawn was also offered the role. I could see her doing it. Well, those are all the people that could have been. Ellen I like how Jane Fonda was done, and she was just in a movie, like, last month. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> what the hell, Jane Fonda? <laughs> there are, I mean, actors are always retiring and coming back. I know people retire. I retire if I could retire time. right now, I would do it. So would I. And it would not be that trope of, like, having nothing to do and being bored. I would just enjoy the hell out of it. You would know even more about the Scandaval. I would know everything about the Scandaval. <laughs> and I would also be able to read A Man Called Ove and finish in time. Eleanor Keaton? 
who is Buster Keaton's widow. You know Buster Keaton? I know Buster Keaton. Silent film star. Eleanor Keaton was his widow, and she trained the dog Beethoven for this movie. Oh, good for her. Dean Jones, who played, what's his face? Who, who played the vet? Oh. Um, played the, um, vo- he was the voice of George Newton in the cartoon. Oh, weird. Which I never saw the cartoon. It, was short, it wasn't very long. I think it was pretty short. The American Veterinary Association. How do you think they felt about the depiction of the vet in this movie? I'm going to guess they were not fans. They were not fans. They fired off a letter of protest to Jack Valenti, head of the Motion Picture Association of America. I mean, that's fair, though, because this guy was actually a vet. It's not like he was just some random guy mm-hmm. posing as a vet. He was an actual vet who was, like, corrupt. Yeah. So that's fair. I feel like I would be upset. I mean, it's like whenever I see things about nurses in media that where they, like, kill people by, like, giving them too much medication. I'm like, I don't like watching that. I'm not going to fire off angry letters, but I don't like watching it. Yeah. So that's fair. That was Beethoven. That's all I got. Oh, also, I'm trying to compare it. You never see movies with nurses that are killing people in children's movies. Well, they do kind of seem mean nurses. But they're usually doing nice things. They just happen to be things that hurt. That's true. This was a children's movie. Yeah, I think that's the problem is that, like, kids might not trust the vet that is taking care of their pet, which would be a big issue. Yeah, that makes sense. The vet that we take Muffin to is super nice. I love that vet's office. He has not tried to kill Muffin yet. For anyone in Jinx... Jinx Veterinary Hospital. Yeah. I I really like them. Next time we go in, because we're going in for more vaccines next month, I'll talk to them about watching Beethoven. And then I'm a little <laughs> worried about next time. I'm a little worried when they take Muffin back there. Oh. But I, so far we've been I really like them. They were really good with Charlie when, I, when they were teaching yeah. me how to get food and stuff. Okay. Really. Who in the Gilmore Girls universe would like this movie? I mean, apparently this guy that Lane went on a date with. Okay, who was that? I, <laughs> I can't remember his name, because he's only in this episode. He's friends with Dean. Wait a minute, did she... She went on a date with him. Uh-huh. Did she not go on another date because he liked Beethoven? No, she didn't go on another date with him because he like didn't have any interest at all. The reason she asked him if he had a favorite movie is because she'd already asked him if he liked music, and he was like, not really. And she asked, like... Who doesn't like music? What kind of things he did like, and he like couldn't answer. It was like super boring. Who doesn't like music? I think that's good. I don't. I can't remember his name. That's gonna bug me. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. I think everybody would have liked Beethoven. Beethoven's amazing. They're not, not, like not dog people though. There's not really many people on the show that are like dog people. I don't care until Laura like gets Alinka. I think Rory would have liked Beethoven. Because she watched it as a kid. She has nostalgia for it. I could see that. I mean, I if I watched this for the first time today, I probably would not have liked it as much. But I have nostalgia for watching it as a kid. That's fair, yeah. But that argument would say that Lane liked it, and Dean liked it, and Jess liked it, and Paris liked it. Jess didn't like it. Okay. I'm not going to say anything bad about <laughs> it, but he didn't like it. And we're not going to talk about it anymore on this podcast. Okay. On this episode. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, how many stars do you get? How many cups of coffee? That's what I meant. How many cups of coffee do you give us? Five? Oh, I give a seven. It's like a decent kids movie. It's entertaining. It's I so would entertaining. say that it like holds up. It is so entertaining. It's not one that I'm like, oh, we have to show this to the girls. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. No, that would terrify them right now. Oh, poor Muffin. Muffin is so little and so sweet. Yeah. And they're so scared of him. Her? Sorry. You misgendered nothing. I know. I don't do it very often, but you do it a lot. I rarely do. And also, 
How often do you call the girl by the girls by the wrong names? They only, we should have named them the same name. Almost that was every single that was time awful. you address one of the girls, you address them incorrectly. We should have named both. I of am them. regularly correcting you we should have because named- they don't look at you, and you get annoyed because they're not responding <laughs> to you when you use the wrong name. <laughs> We should have made both of them Adele. Oh my gosh. It would have been a lot easier okay. for me. All I'm asking is do not use their names incorrectly based on their behavior. Because my dad only called me Leanne when he was mad at me. <laughs> and I don't think that Leanne liked that. <laughs> so all I'm asking is that if you're going to call them by the wrong name, do it equally. <laughs> don't do it like every time you yell, you say Lee. <laughs> like, don't do that. <laughs> it probably do. It probably do. <laughs> Awesome. So the next movie we are going to watch is the great 95 classic with Jim Carrey called The Mask. Nope. Is that correct? Nope. It's called Mask with Cher. 94 movie, Jim Carrey? When was The Mask? Okay, anyways. Oh, no, we're not watching I, it. <laughs> which is from the 80s. Uh-huh. I'm not I've never seen it. I'm Eric, not that. Eric Stoltz. Eric, yeah, Eric, Eric Stoltz. Stoltz. Who was the original Marty McFly? And now he's like he directs so many things. Yeah, he's like a yeah really good director. Yeah, but he he didn't last very long in Back to the Future. Yeah. So watch Mask. It is not on any streaming services. <laughs> not on YouTube. We're having to go go to Amazon and buy a physical copy of this movie. Okay, for eight dollars though. I know. If you want to go to Amazon. To buy an eight dollar movie that I don't even want to it. that I don't even want to watch. Although I will say this, I begged her for. I basically said we have to skip it. According to said, it's no. not a bad movie though. Okay, so I did actually watch this one for my blog. I skipped a lot of things for the blog because it was before Netflix was streaming. I uh-huh. could only do what whatever they had, and this one actually was on DVD from Netflix, and they mailed it to me. So once upon a time, <laughs> it was popular enough. That Netflix had it to be mailed out. Yes. So, watch Mask. Not The Mask. Not The Mask, which is an amazing film. I mean, it's all right. It's an amazing film. I like this movie. It's good. But yeah, so watch Mask. Okay, sing us out. Excuse me? Sing us out. That's not a thing. Sing us out. No. Okay. We will talk to you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.